And it's nice to join you people here in this time of prayer because that's one of the things that we're not hearing very much these days is people who are really concerned about the situation and are praying. Uh, our politicians, for example, our business people and uh, all the rest, uh, there are all kinds of answers for the problem, but very few turned to prayer. So I'm encouraged by uh, the prayer and good to be here and good to see Mrs. Lee and I guess Susie's somewhere there too. Uh, so uh, good to see them as well. I just want to read uh, two verses of scripture from Luke's Gospel 22 and uh, verses 31 and 32, uh, where the Lord said uh, to Peter, Behold, the Satan hath desired uh, to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. I need not tell you that we are living in difficult, challenging days. And as far as I'm concerned, never in the history of this world uh, since the Genesis flood has there been such a plague of destruction. Recently in our church, uh, I spoke a little bit on Matthew 24 and spoke on the signs of the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we checked off the boxes there in Matthew 24 and uh, we looked at them and it's interesting. They were told that before the coming of the Lord, there will be wars. Uh, but there's nothing new there because from Genesis right up to the present, there have been wars and rumors of wars. And there will continue to be more in the future. It says there about famines. And again, that's not new because from uh, the uh, early days of the Bible, there always have been pockets of famine. And this age that we are in is no different. And then it mentions earthquakes. And uh, from Elijah's day to our day, there have been literally thousands and thousands of earthquakes that have scattered, that have shattered the peace of nations. And again, there will be more. And then it tells you that there will be pestilences. And that's what we're going through right now. But that's not new because from Exodus to today's COVID-19, the world has been subject to attack. It's amazing to me that one tiny little virus would cause such a uh, trouble in the world and bring the world virtually uh, to a standstill. At the beginning of October, they said there was 235 million cases reported with a staggering 4.5 million dead. Now, in our city of Toronto, we have a, a big arena, sports arena, the Sky Dome, or as it's now called, the Rogers Centre. It holds about 50,000 people. And uh, to cover, to get some idea of the dead in the um, in uh, this uh, pandemic, that would take 90 times the filling of the Toronto Sky Dome. 90 times. And you think of the, the pain and the heartache and the sorrow that that has brought to right across the world. So, friends, in Christ, this is no ordinary situation. In my 85 years, I have been aware of many 
localized um, uh, epidemics, but this one is global. And as Christians, we need to know what is the mind of the Lord on this situation. The Bible tells us he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. But we are not Moses, but we are the children of the Lord. And we as Christians need to know what God is doing. And that's why what you're doing is so good, praying that the Lord will guide us in these uh, difficult days. So what we have talked about thus far, wars and famines and earthquakes and pestilences and so on, these are not new. And these alone cannot pinpoint uh, the uh, um, coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we uh, have to realize that Jesus said, these are but the beginning of uh, sorrows. So, Wars, famines, earthquakes, and pestilences, they are the beginning. But the Lord also has given other signs. In the same chapter 24 of Matthew, he um, tells us of the days of Noah, and we're all familiar with that. Uh, the days of Noah are remarkably like our day with their iniquity, their unbelief, and their indifference to the pending judgment. In Noah's day, there was a great opportunity for the people to repent of uh, their sin. And after listening to Noah's uh, message, he was, we're told by Peter, a pre preacher of righteousness. After listening to his message and seeing with their eyes uh, the um, uh, building of the ark, that yet they rejected the warning and they lost and missed the opportunity. And if any of you get a chance to go to see that ark down in, in Kansas, that's a, a wonderful sight, sight to show you just how big this thing uh, was. And so uh, the Lord tells about Noah's day, and certainly I believe those days are upon us. But there is yet another, uh, another sign of the coming of the Lord. And this one is of vital importance and that has not been fulfilled, like wars and famines and so on, they have been fulfilled. But this one has not been fulfilled until recently. And that is um, in the verse uh, number uh, 14 of Matthew 24, where it says, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then, Jesus said, shall the end come. Now, I'm happy to see Stephen here today because I've always uh, said that Stephen has been uh, on his own, along with others, of course, um, been helping to fulfill this promise because with Sermon Audio, uh, the, the word has gone worldwide and um, the situation uh, the first time in the world's history cannot box in Matthew uh, be checked. And uh, through the advent of the computer and the cell phone, uh, anybody anywhere can listen to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they don't have any of those electronic devices, they always can get uh, hear from some of those who have. And so right now I believe that uh, part of the message of this pandemic is 
that the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Now, in such a dangerous time as today, uh, what should be our response? Every day, the news is more depressing. It gets worse and worse, and it is a fertile ground for discouragement and uh, depression. The world is nothing, is like nothing we have faced before. Undoubtedly, the Lord is involved in this situation, but beware, for so also is the devil, and we are not immune from the attacks of the wicked one, and that is a discouraging thing. The, the reason I read to you the, from Luke is that uh, Jesus told Peter, Behold, the Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. Uh, so I was brought up on a farm, and uh, we used a thing in the farm called a riddle, or a Maybe you know it better as a sieve. It was a, a round contraption about two feet in diameter and about six inches deep. And along the bottom of it was a wire mesh. And it was used to separate the wheat from chaff or stones from good soil. What would happen is the farmer would have this, this thing about like that and he would put in the mixture of stones and soil and then he would give it a, a vigorous shaking and uh, the soil would fall through the mesh and could be used and the stones were left there to be uh, discarded. Uh, so it had to be shaken vigorously and the good soil would fall through. The key to the riddle or the sieve is the shaking. Now our world is getting a severe shaking at this present time. Uh, both saints and sinners, and the devil is using this opportunity uh, to attack, and he wants to upset us. He wants us to doubt God, just as he did with Eve in the beginning, yea, hath God said, and he tried it, of course, on the Lord Jesus Christ in his uh, temptations, uh, if thou be the Son of God, and so on, and to us, he says, if you be Christians, why does God, not God answer your prayers? And uh, he says, well, why does he not intervene in the situation? Why does God not intervene in the situation? And why does he allow your churches to be closed? It's only recently that we have been able to open our church in Toronto. We have been on Zoom and also on Sermon Audio for uh, almost a year, and uh, so the devil will say, why, why uh, would God allow your church to be closed? He does this to shake our steadfastness, and uh, we have to realize we must never give way to him, or that verse in Luke contains one of the great buts of the Bible, because Jesus said uh, to uh, uh, Peter, but I have prayed for thee. Let us never, ever lose sight of that fact 
that it's a wonderful thing that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And even as Moses was helped by Aaron and her on the mount when the battle was going on down the plain, that there there was victory for the children of Israel because Moses was helped by those two. And we are helped in prayer by on the earthward side, on the world side, by the Holy Ghost, who makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he makes intercession for us, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, as our great high priest in heaven. And so it's wonderful to keep in mind, I pray for them. The Lord Jesus said in his high priestly prayer that uh, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. That's verse 9 of John the 17. And uh, he is talking there about the disciples. But he was praying not only for the disciples, uh, but uh, he said, Neither pray I for these alone, uh, but for them which shall believe on me uh, through their word. Paul tells us today, also, that um, you know, we have to uh, rejoice in the fact that Jesus Christ is making intercession for us. That is, if you believe that uh, Paul was the author of Hebrews. Uh, so now today, as we pray and are ever conscious of our weakness in prayer, that us rest on the divine strength of the Lord and uh, let us... Um, so remember that he who could say to the troubled waters of the Sea of Galilee, peace be still, he can do the same for us here as we face the tossing and to toing and froing of this uh, crisis that has taken hold of the world. So let us today keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and never doubt his promises. He reminds us today, I have prayed for thee. And remember that the Lord prayed for Peter before he had his denial of the Lord before the crucifixion. I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. May the Lord encourage us with that line there, I have prayed for thee.